Nigel, another season rolls around uh, yeah. as it always does. <laughs> How happy are you with where you are what, a day or two before the start of the season? Uh, very pleased with um, pre-season, basically. I mean, it, uh, the players, in terms of their application, how they've approached it, uh, our performances, fitness levels. I mean, we 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 have a, a couple of players um, still missing in Thomas and uh, Antoine, um, but really we've we've negotiated quite a, a hectic program in pre-season without with, without really too many problems. Um, I think if you look at the sort of minutes that all the players have got, they've they've all managed to um, pick up about the right amount of uh, time in matches, and that will stand them in good stead uh, on a personal level. But collectively, I think we are, yeah, we're we're in as good a position as we can be. And you'll have sort of had your plans and, and your idea <coughs> where you wanted to be squad wise and, and fitness wise. We'll get to the fitness bit, but. Um, are you happy with the squad as it's constituted going into the campaign? Well, I mean, we we would like to have done some more business, but it, it's not possible. So, but the business that we have done, I'm very very pleased with. I'm very pleased with the players who remain here from last year, um, both in terms of uh, their application and their attitude to. Uh, Looking forward to the new season. So, I mean, you know, we, 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 we have the squad that we have at the moment. That doesn't mean that things won't change between now and the end of the window. But I'm pleased with where we are. And uh, if we can do some more business, we will do. But we'll only do it if it's, um, if it's right for us as a club. And, and I think that still is a very difficult thing for people to get their heads around sometimes that it's, you know, it's not me against the club in terms of uh, what I want. It's how we move forward, and that is the crux to it. And in terms of those the signs that you have brought in, yeah. a lot of work was done quite early. How key is that in terms of, of preparation and getting them to hit yeah. the ground running? Well, it's pivotal because it gives them the opportunity to uh, have a, a full pre-season with the teammates, and uh, you know, for us to. I mean, we, we've not messed about too much at all in pre-season in terms of how we play. We've, we've had a, a settled system that we finished the season with. Um, and, and so in terms of making changes in that regard, there haven't been too many. And uh, the players are, are pretty well versed with what we're trying to do and where they fit into it. So in that sense, pre-season's been a lot smoother this year than it was last year. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're in the best shape that we can be. Um, you mentioned the injuries with Antoine and, uh, and Thomas. Mm -hmm. I get the feeling it might be a little bit of time. Do you have an idea of, of how long you'd like to be without those two? Not really, no. Uh, Thomas has been outside today training, doing a physical session. So it's more whether he can manage the discomfort. And, uh, and so I can't really give you an answer on that one. Um, he's keen to get back into contention. That's the most important thing uh, in, in terms of feedback I can give you. But whether that means he, he will be um, back any quicker, I don't know. Antoine, yeah, is making good progress. But 
and it would be good to have them both back available. Uh, but I can't give you a timescale at the moment. Antoine in particular, sort of, it does change the way a little bit you're able to play. It gives you the kind of things that perhaps other members of the squad can't quite do to the same level that he can, in terms of his physicality and his, his pure sort of explosiveness. Mm. Maybe, but we don't have him at the moment. So it, it's, it's uh, opportunities for other people and it's how we balance that off with making a selection which gives us strength in other areas. So I, I, I'm not... Uh, Again, I, I don't waste a lot of energy on thinking about stuff that, you know, is, 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 is at the moment can't do anything about. As you already mentioned, there's something <coughs> that Kane Wilson is is available for selection. Yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be available. So Cameron Prings uh, trained this week as well. So, but he's missed quite a bit of training and uh, has missed opportunities to play games. So. Um, you know he'll be available whether whether I decide to uh, pick him in the in the match day squad remains to be seen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the start of the season, there's always that hope, not optimism. Do, are you one for for goal setting in terms of this is where I expect us to be, or is it very much week by week, month by month? We want to be uh, pushing for a, a promotion place, whatever that means. Whether we can do it or not is um, at the moment. It's easy for me to say, but I don't believe in setting uh, low targets and the players are very upbeat about uh, their own prospects just because they believe in themselves. So um, I don't see any reason not to set the bar high. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that we can achieve that, but so what? I'm not bothered. Yeah, fair enough. And last season, the, the attacking play was... Yeah, that time was exceptional. We know you conceded too many goals. It, it looks like pre-season has gone away to, you know, the work that's been done there to try and rectify that. Are you confident you'll have a, a much tighter defensive effort this time round than, than last season? It's always about what the team does, and and of course we we probably made too many individual errors last year, which cost us. Um, but I don't just think of it as a being in, in straight lines last year. We we made progress when we decided to change our system. We had a few changes of personnel and we became more expansive, which meant we were leaving uh, ourselves um, more open to, to conceding goals. And I suppose what, what happened last year, we, our, our team's identity evolved through, through different periods of the season because we... We were hard to beat early on, but weren't necessarily fluid as, a, as an attacking side. And so whenever you go through periods of transition, if you like, in terms of how we play and the personnel change, you know, we, we had a spell where uh, Max O'Leary came into the side for, for 10 games, 12 games, whatever it was. And um, we started to score a lot more goals. Yes, we conceded goals, but we were... We were playing differently, so uh, it, it's not—it's not necessarily something to—to. To, I, I don't look at it and say that was a turning point or things like that. We we just evolved during the year, and and we've been able to to, if you like, maintain last year's the end to last year in terms of the bits that we were happy with. We've built on that in pre-season, so. That's why I'm more hopeful, is that, that there are less 
um, there are less variations in terms of or, or, or less unknowns maybe for the players in terms of when you change systems or experiment uh, through necessity and through availability of players you're going to you, you're going to come across a few problems hopefully this year our players um, own how we play a bit more starting off against Holocaust yeah. at, the, at the weekend who have got a bit of a different look to them they've yeah, they have. quite a, a few personnel changes yeah. I guess it's difficult to know what to expect in that circumstance well I'd expect them to be better than, than they were when we played them at the end because actually at the end of the season when we, we had a very good win against them they'd, uh, that defeat at our place was sandwiched in between some really good performances and results too so um, Piotr would have had a, a chance to work with his squad yeah, they've made a few uh, acquisitions during the summer. Um, we'll see how they are. But you know, the message I always give to our players is, OK, let's be aware of our, what our <laughs> opponents are about, but let's make sure we're at our best first. Good luck. OK, cheers. Thanks. So you listen to her, but not me then? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, of course it is. It's the, it, 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 of course it's the most important aspect. How, how have you as a manager been able to, to change that? It's been slow. Because this is a beer moth of a, of a club. It's a, it's a relatively big club moving in a a direction that's been difficult to change, um, but we're getting there. Well, what, have you, what have you done to be able to change that? The change people. Give, it's about giving people opportunities, it's not just me, it's, you know, it's how I work within the football club and, um, and it's about bringing the right people in with good values, uh, expertise too, and yeah, it's about giving people opportunities to, to come along and if they, if they choose not to, then that's when you change people. And, and that, doesn't, that doesn't mean everybody who's left during my time here falls into that category. They're, they're sometimes with players and staff, it's just a, a, a natural process of change happens. But there are occasions that you have to make very clear decisions in terms of uh, change of personnel because... The, the collective um, ethos of how we work is more important than any individual's ego or, or reluctant, reluctance to, to have an open mind on that. So, yeah, that is always going to be... The, the culture underpins how you work. And, of course... If you have players that are good enough, and you know, it's about we talk about systems last year a lot, and people ask me what I like to play, and in some ways that is, there is a relevance to that, but there's also an irrelevance when you're working with a group that you can't make quick changes to. So, um, it's basic values, really. You know, they, 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 so when you hear coaches, managers talking about a cultural difference or a cultural shift um, 
yeah, you, you can have individuals who play a big part in that, but it is about the collective buy-in and the collective uh, effort to work at that change that makes the difference. On top of that, you've got to be good enough. But when you about previously that the court of instruments really loan loan players, yeah. what is in particular uh, has such an effect on loan players and because because you're using somebody else's players, and I don't believe in in abusing the system. So um, I'm not sure I'm not sure I would have necessarily loaned a player to us if I was somewhere else knowing that there was a questionable, um, yeah, at times a questionable uh, character. So, um, a bit like parenting, isn't it? You know, you, you've got to make sure you get the values right. You've got to make sure that the, the, the environment that people are working in, um, it, it's, a, it's, it's safe but it's challenging too. So, for me, yeah, I, I've... As a manager at all the clubs I've worked at, apart from here, um, been very active in the loan market. But until the the foundation that you have internally is right, um, you know you, you you can't necessarily rely too much on people who are basically here to develop their own careers, and they'll play a part in it. You know, people view loan loans in different ways. It it's always important that every every part of the deal, you know. So, us as the host, the 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 the, the club that um, owns the player and the player himself gets a valuable experience. Otherwise, it's ethically not right. Is it a deal breaker if a club includes a clause to blame for a certain amount? No, not really. No, no, they have to protect their interests and their player. You know, I've had players who have who have not met certain criteria, and so in terms of playing games, so it's in the player's interest to go back. I've got no problem with that. I never guarantee people are going to play when they come in, so I can't do that with a low knee because I don't do that with players that are buying. Firstly, about Rafael Hernandez getting his surname You 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 can probably pronounce it better than me. <laughs> How, what, what is it about his game that you like as his attributes? He's available as a centre-back and we were short on numbers and he's the next one to get an opportunity. But he's, whatever you do, don't start thinking of him as a first-team squad player because what was important for him was to get a taste of the first-team environment. We felt it was a challenge which was, was going to be tough for him on the day, but because uh, he's still got an awful lot to learn. Um, but playing alongside somebody like Tim Closer, um, who has experience, it was and, and Jada Silva outside of him, uh, we felt physically he could deal with it. Um, he didn't have a great deal of time to think about the challenge, and I think he enjoyed it. So. But, you know, 30 minutes of a, a, a pre-season game doesn't elevate him to a, a status which is um, unrealistic for him. And uh, so, you know, we, he's another one of our youngsters coming through the academy who have um, 
attributes which lend themselves very much to the modern game, but we have to be careful with how we how we expose players like that because um, you know it's uh, uh, sometimes players when they start thinking too much can struggle. And uh, so if you if you speak to him, I'm sure he'll say he really enjoyed it. He will have learned a lot from it, but he'll be going now mostly back down to his own age group, which is how it should be. Um, but the relationship that we have with the academy in the, in, from the first team operation is, a, is one where we, we're always in contact and, and uh, the communication in terms of who is making good progress. And I like to, uh, we like to, as first team staff, like to look at some of the youngsters coming through. and and uh, and. One of our policies is to fast track youngsters in age groups when they're capable of making a step up. So whether that's 18s to 23s, 23s to the first team, or 18s sometimes to the first team. It, it's, it doesn't have to be permanent when you make a, a step up. Yeah, he's a, he's a, yeah, he's a big 17 year old. I think you might say the same about getting Kajis coming through. Yeah. Potentially, but don't you know what? Don't pigeonhole him and don't label him as being the next one to break in, because he's had a, a bit of an unfortunate pre-season in the sense that um, he's been training with us for a while now. He got injured and he was out for a while, uh, which meant you know he missed out on the opportunity of going to Austria with us. And uh, but I thought he did really well. At the weekend when he went on, he's dynamic. He's got, a, uh, he's got again good physical attributes. Um, but I'm not going to, I, I'm not going to label players or try and um, put undue pressure on them. There'll be enough pressure when, whenever they're with the first team training, that puts them under pressure. So they don't need the added one of, of uh, being spoken too highly in the media when when actually they are making their way in the game. Yeah. What was it Because he's played a number of first team games at a high level. Um, he was available um, and it's something a little bit different and you know he's another player who comes in with the ability to to make a step up and why not when he's fit, is he challenging for the, for the we'll have to wait and see see what he does first like everybody else I, I, again i've just said about not putting people uh, not labeling them or put them in certain Positions as a youngster, likewise with Steph, he's he's doing he's doing well. He's speaks reasonable English now. Um, we have French speakers here, which is uh, important too. And, and and Pat Mountain, he speaks French, but I've not heard him speak French. Um, so he's he's having a really um, he's having the opportunity to settle in culturally as well. Uh, in terms of living in a different country, he's settled in pretty well. Um, and 
yeah, he's, he's not under a great deal of pressure to, to, to break into the side at the moment. So we're, we're happy with where we're at with him. Okay. And Rich, um, in regards to choosing your start, the players that aren't nailed down to position, what do they need to do from now until Saturday to get into your platform? Nobody's nailed down to anything. So whoever starts will have to play well to stay there. So they will have to be, if, if players don't make the first lineup, what they have to make sure they do is, if they get an opportunity as a substitute, is to do what the team needs and play at their max and, as always, train well. So it's, it, there's nothing new there. It's competition within the group for them to, to push each other. So if you're in the team, make sure you stay there. If you're not there, do everything you can to get there. There was quite a year of behind him last year, because so they had three at best. Is there perhaps any pressure on him to maintain that level of consistency, or do you expect him to say? Uh, I expect him to be a nuisance in the way that he always is. And I, and I think he's confident, and he'll score goals again, as will Chris, as will Antoine, as will uh, Naki, as will Tommy Conway, as will Belly, if they get the chance. I don't, I don't worry too much about that. I think the competition within them is, is such that they feel pretty good about themselves. Last season, perhaps a theme was that you can see them like, you're allowed to make five subs. Does that change? I think it's all shown up the defence perhaps in the last few months of the game? Maybe. I don't know really at the moment. Um, I know certain clubs have experimented with making set changes on certain at certain times in, in, in the game. I can't necessarily see us do that, but it's a possibility, yeah. And uh, to be change to obviously sort of play half of it, there'll be only 21 football rather than only 23 football this year. Does that perhaps speed up the process? Of no. No. Because they have to be able to make the, whatever it is nationally or whatever, doesn't matter. It's what it is internally. So it's whether players can make a make a step up within our club structure. Um, academy football is uh, academy football. When you get in, what we try and do here is make uh, is fast track 18s to 23s, and if they're good enough, you know it becomes more probably noticed we do loan a few of our youngsters out to non-league sides to give them a taste of men's football. Alex Scott is, has played men's football as a 16, 17-year-old. Um, so, you know, it's not a knock at the academy system. What All I'm saying is that it, <laughs> they have to be able to deal with the harshness of the environment. And then just lastly, obviously, your opponent's whole city much changed in personnel and players. Yeah. What the players being brought in from abroad? Is that perhaps a risk of championship level and better in the expected at the ground level? I'm not interested in that, to be honest with you. And I don't really mean that in a disrespectful way. I don't think of it like that. They've got the players that they've got, and we want to go there and win the game. So outside of that, I'm not really. I don't think in those terms.